hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Untrues podcast with Matthew Crosby. How are you? Really, really well, Ian. Uh, how are you doing? I'm not bad, you know. Uh, I've got some cheeky questions for you. I don't know if you're ready for them. I don't know. Born ready. Let's do this. Good. Um, how would you improve shopping centres? How would I improve shopping centres? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good question. How would I improve shopping centres? Uh, I think making them smaller. I think that is the problem. It's at the stage now where like this, this shopping centre in, in Shepherd's Bush has just descended called the Westfield Shopping Centre. And it's pretty much a town. It's wow. a town that's got like a roof on it. So maybe maybe just and also as well the thing is like it'll have like two or three of the same shop in there because it's so big you know in the same way that like on a high street there might be FCs or two subways or two Starbucks or whatever yeah. that's what's happening now in shopping centres you probably need about five shops a scaling down is what needs to happen would you, so like, like, to I'll, I'll, f- would you like to name them five shops? I was just as I was saying number five I was thinking I'm, I bet he's going to ask me and he's, <laughs> but with me with me it'll be even fewer than five it would probably be like a good shop and a bookshop and maybe a Primark yes. and that would be it with that um, okay so let's say you've got well, cool, let's make it like let's do a Borders you've got records and books under one roof yeah. but um, so some sort of like, a clothing shop we'll call that Primark that'll be one shop yeah. you've got uh, somewhere, to, somewhere to go and eat some food somewhere separately you can go and just drink coffee I know that seems like a, a waste but so Nando's for food I like a, a Cafe Nero for, for coffee in fact yeah. there we go I reckon that's it I reckon you can do you can do everything and then maybe like a Debenhams for everything else there we go that's just five that's, Debenhams that's, yeah I like it and a Primark done that's what it needs to be I like your style it is <laughs> um, I'll start with Primark <laughs> when do you think the world will end I would really like it to uh, I'd really like it at least last another 50 years I think if I don't feel like I'll, 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 I'll care that much once I'm gone. Um, I don't think I really, I really mind how it's going to last after after about another 50 years, and I hope I've got another 50 years in me. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe not. Um, but, uh, I don't know, when's, when's the sun going to get too large? And, uh, in fact, yeah, what does what science what does science say? It, it will be the sun, won't it? It will be the sun taking, you know, the sun getting too big or getting... To be honest yeah, with you, I, I, I think it'll be a long, long time after after we've gone, but hey, you know, you can't predict these things, can you? So. No, no, I think... I mean, that must be a pretty futile job. Well not, well, not futile, obviously, but it must be a pretty tough job for a scientist who's devoting their life to work when the world is going to end. Because they're never going to live to find out... You know, it'll be a pretty hollow victory. If somebody works out oh, the world's going to, you know, the world's going to end in, in you know, a uh, hundred thousand years, or you know, say they say, say, say about, oh, the world's going to end in like twenty years, and then they live to see the world end. They'll be like, well, I was right, but no one's going to be around to go, well done, you were right, because it's the end of the world. It must just be very well paid. You know, if you uh, are being paid to work out when the end of the world is, you want it to last for, for ages, don't you? Of course, yeah, yeah, totally. After, yeah, after that, you've got no job. If you're, if, well, yeah. If, you're, if your job is predicting the end of the world, and that's, you know, you, you presumably want, you want at least another sort of 50, 60 years, you, you still have a job. Indeed, indeed. It's just, oh, it's, I'm starting to actually understand the world a lot more now through your eyes. Yes. <laughs> well, if anything, I'm more confused, so <laughs> I uh, think I've passed on the little knowledge I had uh, to you. Would you go out with a girl who had memory loss? How much memory loss? Are we talking like memento level memory loss? Uh, no, we're, we're talking probably about 47%. <laughs> so, 
So she doesn't remember things from her childhood? It's just all bits and pieces that's just missing, really. She just kind of remembers bits of her childhood, bits of her teens, and then it's just like, she remembers loads of rubbish stuff well, but the big things she just forgets, you know? The big things she forgets. I.e. A-team. Like, she's never, <laughs> she can't remember A-team and stuff like that, you know? So you can't do a VA impersonation for her, no, she won't enjoy that. it would just be terrible, it would be embarrassing. See, I was going to say, if she forgets the big things, that would be alright, because the, it, 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 things, it, it's things like that that ruin relationships, isn't it? You know, forgetting anniversaries. If, if she's got memory loss, that might be, you know, if she says, oh, I think it's our anniversary today, and you have to go, oh, no, 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 it's another week, uh, that would be a great thing. But then, if she can't hold a conversation about quantum leap, yes. and there's trouble, I'd have to say no. I'm, so fair enough. You I'm going to turn it down. <laughs> do you think you it's would all hinge on the 80s uh, TV knowledge? It, it does completely. You know, if someone doesn't have a good enough 80s TV knowledge, don't bother with them, really. You know, this is part of the reason that I don't date anyone who's um, under 17. That's, that's, that's it. Really. It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a good reason. It's a number of reasons. Well. But uh, but yeah, I need to be able to talk about uh, 80s TV. This is a really awkward pause in the bar. 80s TV always helps, you see, so... I was going to say, do you think you'd make a good stalker? I'm small, so that helps. Yeah, you can help make good The problem is, uh, I'm, always, uh, I'm always on my Facebook and on my blog and stuff, so there's a good chance that I'd slip up by putting in, Matthew is currently stalking Caitlin, you know, like as, a, as an yes. accident on my Facebook update, on my yes. Facebook status, and um, that, that would, yeah, pro- no, I, I think, I think, in practice, I probably would be able to do the actual stalking parts, but then I'd want to tell other people about it, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not very good at holding thoughts in my head for a long time without telling people who don't really want to know, um, so, you know, on the, on the groundwork, Great, I'd be absolutely fine with that. But the yeah. uh, keeping it a secret, not so great. Uh, yes. I would incriminate. Yes. Can you foresee a time when brass rubbing would be hip? I reckon if if rappers could combine bling and rubbing. Oh yes. If you could take a ring, off, you know, like if you were to go along to uh, to like the Kanye West Glow in the Dark tour, and at the end of it. You know, instantly he doesn't meet the audience afterwards, but he doesn't do like a Q&A at the end of the show. Then yeah. he just goes back, in, you know, back into the backstage area and hangs out with his entourage or goes to a club. But if he were to be willing to meet a few, like maybe just a few fans off his website, yeah. you know, a few of his like back club members, and let them do a rubbing of some of his jewellery, then maybe he could bring back... I don't think people are going to go back to, you know, I, I think I don't think people are going to go back to sort of the, you know, cathedrals and, and tombstones no, and, no. And, and that kind of stuff rubbing. But I reckon, yeah. I reckon if you could make a hip-hop version of brass rubbing, then yes. Yeah, I, I like the sound of that. Would you like to live underwater? I've got pretty bad... I mean, I'm asthmatic, so I've got pretty weak lungs already. So I yes. would say... I, I would say no to living underwater. Was that was that question inspired by the um, Busted song? Was it? No. Fun, funny enough, I don't know. No. Is it is it a good song? It wasn't a great song. It was by, it was by Busted, the sort of proto-McFly. Yeah, the but, vile, um, vile band. Oh. Yeah, but um, but they um, they had a song that had um, it, it, was, it was about going to the year three thousand. Um, it has it has the lyric. Um, it has the lyric, I've been to the year three thousand. What was it? Yeah, it's about. Um, I'm not going to sing it for you, but this is what happens, right? right. Um, one day when I came home at lunch, I heard a funny noise. I went out to the backyard to find out if it was one of those rowdy boys. 
Um, there was my neighbour called Peter and a flux capacitor. He told me he built a time machine, like the one in the film I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And this is the, this is the next line that really doesn't make a lot of sense. He says, I've been to the year 3000, not much has changed, but they live underwater, and your great-great-great-granddaughter is pretty fine. That's quite a lot has changed, isn't it? It is, a, it is, it is such a rubbish lyric. What? It is, but everything about it is, you know, like the, the phrase rowdy boys. You know, this is an 18-year-old boy singing this song anyway. He's not, you know, not a 65-year-old woman. Yeah, but no one uses also, that term. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. That doesn't make sense. It isn't very <laughs> few, but that's that's pop music for you, you know. Um, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> What do you think the new cool, hip um, genre of music will be for 2009? Crunk music. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, few, a few years ago. Maybe crunch music. Like music that can be uh, played on, like, string, like instruments that are made out of, like, strings and tin cans and stuff, like credit crunch-related right. music. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if no one has any money anymore to buy instruments or to, you know, you know, to get themselves to the latest, you know, version of Garage Band or whatever, maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe we're going to see a return to, like, jug bands, where it'll be, like, you know, a, a wash basin... Uh, and someone's got like a, a washboard wheels on their fingers maybe a new kind of skiffle but you call it crunch yeah I, I like it I think it's very kind of like tramp music that's how I'll describe it you know that that is the future and if it happens and we look back at this podcast at the end of 2009 and you're all right woohoo Course. Um, yeah, but uh, but I'll, I'll I'll bring this podcast to a close. Thanks very much, Matthew. You've been great fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thanks yeah. a lot. I hope you've had a good time and stuff, and uh, and good luck with the tour. I should just say, if you want to see what dates we're touring, it's pappysfunclub.co.uk. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's cool. That's Thanks very much.